All right. So, yeah. You guys ready? It's 2018 now. Are you guys excited? All right. So, what I'm going to do is... So basically, in the last three months, I've just had this conversation with the Holy Spirit. Well, he, he actually initiated it. And um, this conversation has been going, going on for the last three months randomly. Uh, sometimes when I'm driving home from work, sometimes when I'm uh, driving to church, or I'm just, just working. And God just continues to highlight this this word to me, and, and the word, which is the topic I want to talk about this morning, is value. And he, he kind of started the conversation <clears throat> along this line of value. When I was driving home, I was listening to the radio, and as I was listening to the radio, I, I was like, oh man, I'm over this station, this radio station. I need to change this radio station. And so I reach out. And I, and I try and find a good radio station. So I turn to uh, George FM, <laughs> really godly uh, radio station, and uh, listen to George FM for a little bit, and then I change it to The Breeze, and then I change it to uh, New FM. And as I was doing this, this thought came to my head. I actually do not know what type of music that I like. Because in my, the beginning of my building career, the company that I was working for, their uh, compulsory radio station is George FM. And so I would listen to George FM. And then when I moved to, an, to the uh, second company, which is Kevin, Kevin Tribe's company, they listened to Love Songs to Midnight. And so... <laughs> And so we were listening to The Breeze, so I would listen to The Breeze. And now the company that I'm working for right now, um, the most popular station is New FM, so I'm turning to New FM. And then the Holy Spirit kind of allowed me to see, you know, I actually have allowed outside situations to dictate what I like, but I actually don't know what I value. And it got me thinking, okay, so what type of music do I like? Do I like rap? Do I like hip? Am I a gangster? <laughs> or am I a rocker? Am I a classical hits type of dude? I just don't know. I don't know. And so this conversation started to develop, and the Lord was showing me I need to Start defining what I value. Start finding out what I'm into. And stop getting influenced by outside or other people telling me what I should like. But actually discover who I am. Discover who Christ has, what Christ has done for me. Why, why, do, I, why do I like this type of thing? Do I have an explanation for that? And so this, this conversation carried on, and then it went into, like a month later, it went into Facebook, and uh, I was scrolling on Facebook, and I looked down, um, 
some of the posts. And I saw the people there on my Facebook page. And I kind of thought to myself, I have never even said hi to this person, but this person's on my Facebook page. This person has no value for me, and yet I'm looking at his posts or her posts. So I started to delete <laughs> some, some, uh, some friends, or so-called friends. But I think what God is trying to tell me is that I need to value my time, and I need to value the people that I spend time with. And if those people are not do not value me, then I, 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 I don't have the privilege or the honor of wasting my time with that particular group. And, and it, he also started to talk about the value of turning up on time to work, turning up on time. <clears throat> my boss is here and he's kind of giggling there, but praise God for forgiveness. <laughs> I'm working on it. I'm working on it. But it made me understand that if I don't value turning up on time, I'm not saying it directly to that person's face, but I am saying it indirectly that I don't actually value you because I, I can just turn up anytime I want. And so I've, I've, I've been processing this, processing this. What does this value mean? What has that got to do with 2018? And I've come up with a verse that I feel is going to sum it up. And it's found in 1 Corinthians, 1 Corinthians 18.31. And it says this. For the message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing. But to us who are being saved, it is the power of God, for it is written... I would destroy the wisdom of the wise, the intelligence of the intelligent, I will frustrate. Where is the wise man? Where is the scholar? Where is the philosopher of this age? Has not God made foolishness the wisdom of the world? For since in the wisdom of God, the world through its wisdom did not know him, God was pleased through the, through, through the foolishness of what was preached to save those who believe. Jews demanded miraculous signs, and Greeks looked for wisdom. But we preach a Christ crucified, a stumbling block to Jews, and foolishness to Gentiles. But to those whom God has called, both Jews and Greeks, Christ, the power of God, and the wisdom of God, for the foolishness of God is wiser than man's wisdom. And the weakness of God is stronger than man's strength. Brothers, think of what you were when you were called. Not many of you were wise by human standards. Not many were influential. Not many were no, of noble birth. But God chose the foolish things of this world to shame the wise. God chose the weak things of the world to shame the strong. He chose the lowly things of this world and the despised things and the things that are not to nullify the things that are, so that no one may boast before him. It is because of him that you are in Christ Jesus, who has become for us the wisdom of, from God, that is our righteousness, holiness, and redemption. Therefore, it is written, let him who boasts, 
boasts in the Lord. You see, the whole reason why I believe the Holy Spirit has been talking to me about this value thing is because I've been asking, why do I actually value coming to church? Why do I actually turn up? I turn up because in my heart of hearts, I value what God's done in my life. I value how God has set me free from depression, from suicidal thoughts, from, from the abuse of my past life. He has set me free, so I value him. And I value his time. I value what he says into my life. And I think, I think that's the reason why you turn up to church. I believe you turn up to church because you want to know what God has for your future. I believe that you turn up to church because there is something inside of your heart that is desiring a relationship with Papa God. I believe you turn up to church because you are hungry for more of God. Is that true? Is this true? Two people. It's true to two people. I believe you come to church because you actually love to worship God. I believe you come to church because you want to know the words that's going to set you on your calling in your life and in your destiny. That's why you turn up. I think you turn, to, turn up to church because you love to hear the Word of God, because you believe that the Word of God is going to set you free from habits, from depression, from making the wrong mistakes. From, you turn up so that the Word of God can wash you clean, so that you can understand what it is you're going to do this week. That's why you turn up to church. Amen? It's starting to, I can see in the spirit realm, you're starting to get it. It's just like boom, 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 boom. In 2018, I believe we need to start to, we need to go into the next level of valuing relationships that are meaningful, meaningful. Not spending our time in relationships or in circle of, uh, you know, in groups surrounding your, you know how you used to surround yourself with people because you just wanted people around you, but they didn't really care about you? 2018, we need to define who we hang out with. If they are not speaking life into you, if they are not helping you overcome stuff, if they are not there to support you, if they are not your network, if they are not your family, if they don't even get your jokes, then I don't think you should start, you should hang out with them this year. Bless them, but you, you, you need to hang out with people who actually laugh at your jokes, who get your jokes, who get your jokes. You see, I love, I love that, that, that piece of scripture. You know, uh, for, for some people who are non-Christians, who do not believe in Christianity, uh, they think that when we turn up to church, it's foolishness. They think that when we pray, it's foolishness. It's of no value. You know, we have many friends like that in our, in our workplaces, in our school places. And the idea is not to try and convince them that you have got the truth, but the idea is just live your life in front of them and let your life be more powerful than your words because that brings value. That brings value. And so for some, it's foolishness. Even there are also people 
who think that if they were just to turn up to church and play the sacred game of religion, that nobody will know. But I want to encourage you, 2018, come forward now and really encounter the presence of God. Really come forward because you're fooling no one. You're only fooling yourself. So, so this conversation's been happening, and it kind of led me to also think about my culture. Because, um, as some of you may know, uh, my, my Samoan culture has been a, a real struggle for me because I was born here in New Zealand. And a lot of my family, they were born overseas. And so when they come and they see me, even when I was growing up, they used to mock me because I didn't know how to uh, do the Samoan way of living or um, my Samoan wasn't as great. And so I grew, with the, I grew up with this sort of my culture is not really a kind culture. It's, it's kind of like they're really mean to me. So, so I kind of found found ways to not want to go home because, uh, you know, when I, I was 17, I was out of home, man. I was, I was, I was ready to flat, you know. I was, I was gone. And so I neglected that side. I neglected that side. And, but only the, in the last three months, uh, God has slowly opened the door um, towards my family. And he has shown me the value of my culture, the value of 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 being connected to my, my, my family. And I thank God for that because uh, when I first became a Christian, I was always Bible bashing my family, not because I cared about them, but it's because I wanted to prove that I had the ultimate gospel and they did not know what they were talking about. And all that did was it just created this distance between mum and dad and my family, and it made me hate my culture even more. But today, God is opening that now, and I'm starting to see the value of the culture that I, I was brought up, brought up in, the Samoan culture. I am, I am now going to start to find the good things in my culture, and I want to embrace those things as a Samoan, because I am a, I am a child of God, I am a Christian who is Samoan who was born in New Zealand. That is, that is who I am. And God has been revealing slowly this new love for my Samoan language because I, I actually know how to speak it fluently. I actually know how to write it. I know how to read it. Um, but it, I've just kind of, because of the abuse at home, I, I've kind of neglected that. Now, the reason why I say that is because for some who are sitting here, there are dark places that you don't want to go to. For me, it was my culture. But for some, I don't know what it is. I don't know what those, those secret places are. But I want to encourage you that in 2018, the Holy Spirit wants to open doors so that, you, so that God can let the light into those dark places. And he wants to heal you because God is a God that heals holistically. You believe me? Right. You, you, you actually believe that? <laughs> Are you guys all right? Are you guys listening, right? Okay. 
So when I say holistically, I mean he doesn't just save you so that outwardly the aesthetics of your human being is nice and pretty on a Sunday morning, but he heals you inside out. Why does he do that? Why does, he, why does God want to do that? He does that because you are most effective for the building of the kingdom of God when you are fully healed. Amen? And that's why he came. He came to give you full abundant life. He didn't, he didn't come here, die on the cross, so that you can, you can have everything else, but the, that dark secret place is still holding you back. He wants to break that. And in 2018, I see, I see a whole bunch of people that God is going to really destroy that because he loves you. He loves you. And so my culture... My culture, I'm starting to see the value in my culture. I'm starting to see how, how, yeah, I just just really want more passion for that. Father God, I pray right now that you would help me understand what it is to be a Samoan Christian who loves you, Father God, in Jesus' name. You like how I just prayed for myself on the stage? You like that, eh? You love that. Okay, something else that that I'm learning... (laughs) Hey man, if you're not gonna have fun, I'm gonna have a, I'm gonna have fun up here by myself. <laughs> Are you having fun? All right. I hope you're hearing because um, the other thing that God's been talking to me to value is the Word of God. And I've noticed in the last four years in the in the body of Christ, it's been a lot more about the prophetic word, and I'm all for the prophetic word. You know. It's been about the dreams and the vision. Now, these are great things. These are needed in the kingdom of God. But for some reason, I feel like the, the, the body of Christ needs to come back to the word of God. They need to redevelop that new, they need to develop that hunger for the, for, for, for the memorization of the word of God. The, the body of Christ needs to fall in love again with reading the Bible and, and meditating on it. Would you agree? Okay, so I, I've got this um, prophetic word from <laughs> just saying, talking about prophetic word, then sharing a prophetic word to explain. Anyway, this, this, um, this chick, Lana Volser, um, this is a word from her, and I've checked this with the leadership, so don't freak out. <laughs> this morning, so I'm going to read it. It's, it's, a, it's a prophetic word online, so um, listen really carefully. This morning, as I spent time with the Lord on January the 1st, 2018, I kept hearing the Lord saying, I am painting a new picture in 2018. Things won't look the same. I had a vision where the Lord was painting on a completely blank canvas, and he was painting new pathways, new doors, new connections, new assignments, new positions, new areas of focus for what he is doing, what he is going to do. With every brushstroke, the atmosphere was filled with the sense of change. It wasn't something to be afraid of, but something to be expectant about, because things won't look the same. As I watched Jesus' painting, I saw a scripture appearing in the middle of the canvas, a well-known and loved scripture. Make God the, make God, make God the, the utmost delight and pleasure of your life. And he will provide for you what you desire the most. Psalms 37, 4. 
I have been prophesying for months now that I kept hearing the declaration in the spirit, 2018, the year where dreams really do come true. There is going to be a great move of the Spirit of God in 2018 concerning hearts, desires, in, in greater way, ways. As you make God the utmost delight and pleasure of your life, He will provide you with what you desire the most. Many have felt that 2017 was a year where there was a, a, a battle waiting to, to over. Oh, there, there were. There was a battle and waiting over these hearts' desires, so manifested others didn't see. I saw an increase of the manifestation of hearts' desire in 2018, and you, you may make him your, you must make him your your utmost delight and pleasure of your life. The Lord is painting a new picture in 2018. Things won't look the same, but there will be a fresh impartation of hope desires fulfilled and hearts full of vision for what he is going to do in the future. You know, for me, this is really important. It's really important that I, I step into believing this word, that God is going to fulfill the things that weren't fulfilled in 2017. You see, for uh, I've been married for, get this right, <coughs> seven years. <laughs> Delphine is listening to this thing, you know that. Anyway, um, and for seven years we've been trying to have a baby. And it's been such a struggle. It's, 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 it's just been a nightmare. It's, it's one of the worst things that any human being can go through. Um, sometimes when I'm driving home and I see a father running down the road pushing a pushchair, it, it, just, it just it hurts. It hurts me. Because we can't have kids, or we haven't got kids right now. And so I, I need to value these promises that the Bible is talking about. I need to value what, what has been prophesied here, that God is going to fulfill my heart's desire this year. Because I'm tired of seeing my wife cry. I'm tired of, 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 I'm tired of this hurt and this pain, you know. What, what really ticks me off the most is we're trying to have kids, and then I hear on the news these Muppets are killing their kids and, and abusing them. And, and, and we're just like, what the heck? We just want one child, and you guys are just like mistreating these children, treating them like animals, and yet how, how, how dare you? But you see, I have to value the fact that there's nothing I can do about that. Now, is that going to change and alter the way that I see God? Of course not. I don't understand why we don't have kids, but I have to choose to love God because I've seen too much goodness in God in my life. He has radically set me free. He has radically changed my life. He has radically destroyed all of the lies of the enemy in my life, and he has given me hope. You know, today, that's just like you guys. You have the opportunity to value the promises and the prophetic words that God has spoken over your life this year. And if you did not see, if you did not see, if you're going to clap, let's clap. All right, come on. Let's do it properly. <laughs> if you did not see 
the, your heart's desires and the promises of God fulfilled last year and it has hurt you. It, it's caused you to try and doubt God that I want to encourage you that this is your year. This is your year. You have no other choice. You have no other choice but to believe that it is going to happen because you serve a God that does not lie. He is not a man that he should lie. He's not a woman either that he should lie. (laughs) It's going to happen. It's going to happen. And I can't help but to believe it. I have to choose to believe it. Even if it If it never, ever happens, I'm still going to believe it happens. To my dying day, I'm still believing it's going to happen. One of the revelations that God also helped me with the last three months, and it's still along the same thing as this this word value, is salvation. You know when I, I get my revelation, you know the time, the, most of the time that I get my revelations is in the front here? You realize that? I almost think that there are like pots of gold just laid out in the front here. And all you got to do is just come out of your seats and grab that stuff. It's like right there. It's like you don't need to be super spiritual. Just come to the front. And God's going to download stuff. I don't know who that was for, but God bless you, mate. Salvation. You see, when a person comes to the Lord, he realizes how valuable the Lord is. Right? That's in depth. That, that's quite prophetic. <laughs> because there are still millions of people who don't see that value. But when you come into the kingdom of God, you start to see how valuable the kingdom of God is. It's like that parable that Jesus um, shared in the Mount of Mount of Olives, Mount Mount Albert, <laughs> uh, Mount Taranak. No, jokes. anyway, somewhere in the Bible, there's a story <laughs> that Jesus talks about, and he's talking about this guy who 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 discovers a treasure in a field. So he digs up this 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 treasure and he opens up the chest and he sees, whoa, there's valuable gold in here. There's there's it's priceless. So he buries it again, and he goes home, and he sells his house, sells his BMW, sells, sells, uh, sells everything. And then he comes, and he buys this field. It's the same thing with salvation. When a person comes to the Lord, it's because God has drawn that person through the power of the Holy Spirit, and he is now in a position where he can either look that way or that way, And he has the choice to now either value this God, value the Holy Spirit, value the things of God, or go back and still think that this side, this this old life is valuable. But once a person discovers the true love of God, they encounter his passion for him or her. There's no turning back. He, he, he just comes into that person and he puts dreams inside his heart. He promises, he promises, man, if you choose me to be your God, I promise you I will fight your battles for you. If you choose me to be your God, I promise you that you will discover what love really means. 
If you choose me as your God, I will give you your heart's desires. Everything that you desired in your hearts, I will give it to you. And so that person will receive salvation because he's discovered that God has died, God sent his son to die for him and, and that now becomes valuable to him. And then he turns up to church on Sunday, the first Sunday, he starts to freak out because it's, it's a world unheard of. There's people dancing. There's people worshiping. Oh my gosh, this is psycho. But he sticks around because he understands, no, I'm going to bypass all of my fears and I'm going to choose to value this God. And then years go past and this development of this thing that he's, he's wanting to pursue, a new passion starts to develop, a new hunger a new thirst for the word of God. He starts to be addicted to worshiping God. He starts to be addicted to, the, to, to, to singing love songs. And as he grows, as, as he or she grows, they start to understand, wow, my calling. I'm doing what I always wanted to do, but I never knew that I could do this. And then what happens then? That person then shares and starts to brag about God. And then shares it to another person. And then that person comes to know Jesus Christ. And then that person goes through his journey. All because of what? Because he's learning how to value Papa God. He's learning the value of, 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 of love. And God's releasing that to him. God's releasing him every day. Here, you're going you're gonna to value your friends today a little bit more. You're going to value your parents today a little bit more. You're going to value your boss by turning up on time, by developing, developing good habits. You're going to value. And as he grows into a full, fully lived Christian who, with, with vision, an abundant life, fully armed, fully trained, he goes out and starts to make disciples. You know what I love about that story? Is every single person here is on that journey. If you've given your life to Jesus Christ. If you haven't given your life and you're sitting here and you're kind of curious about Jesus Christ, I would like to ask you later on to come and I want to introduce you to my papa. He is a good daddy. He is a good daddy. He is a good, good, good daddy. 2018 is your year. You were selected to do great things. You are not average. You are not mediocre. No one here is saying that to you. But for some, you may think that. But I want to eliminate those thoughts from your mind right now. You are a beloved child of God. You have a calling on your life. You have a destiny that you uh, have been called to fulfill. There are things that you're going to do in your lifetime that's going to add value to the kingdom of God. If you do not turn up on a Sunday, if you disappear from the kingdom of God, value has just been taken. But when you come and you add your value, Papa God comes and he adds his value to you. The Holy Spirit desires that you fulfill your ultimate life, your full abundant life. This is what you've been desiring for a long time. This is, this is what you really want. You really want what Jesus is talking about. 
You absolutely want what God has got in store for you because friends can't give it to you. The things of this world can't give it to you. Only Jesus Christ can give it to you because he knows the secret, secrets of life. I am the way, the truth, and the life, he said, I reckon. Is that the right verse? <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah. I pray an increase of passion in your life in 2018. I pray that in your workplace, you will become an influence, not a Bible basher, but an influence to that company, that you will bring your boss wealth. You will, you will, you will add value to your company by encouraging your coworkers, by loving them, by producing fruits of love instead of trying to prove that you have a, a greater gospel than, than others. I pray, I pray that your relationship with your parents is going to grow stronger and stronger. That you are going to align yourself with the vision that they have for your family in the name of Jesus. If you are a child here, I pray for your school life, for your friends and your relationships, that they will increase in abundance, that you will see an overwhelming joy in those relationships. If you have been believing for family members to come before God to discover this, his great love, then I pray that in 2018, your heart's desire will come to pass in the name of Jesus. If you do not have a vision, if you have no idea what you're doing in life or where you're going, I pray that in 2018, you will receive a vision from God, that he will give you a dream in your heart specifically designed for you to fulfill in the name of Jesus. If you are a businessman or you're wanting to start a business, I pray an increase of those dreams, and I pray that the doors will open in the name of Jesus to you, that you will become an entrepreneur in the business realm, that you will start to make changes, that you will start to release the dreams that God has placed in your heart so that it becomes the solutions of all of the messes and the mistakes in the community that you will, will be the answer to that solution in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. For those who are wanting to get married, here's a new one. For those of you who are wanting to get married, I pray that there will be the right woman for you the one that has the Father's heart, the one that is committed to you heart and soul, but will never, ever give up their relationship with God for you. But that they are a powerful person. I pray that you would meet a powerful, powerful husband, future husband, in Jesus' name. Come on, let's not get uh, all religious and, and awkward, mate. It's natural. Come on. I pray for married couples here. I pray, a, I pray a further development of understanding each other, of love, love towards each other, of unity in 2018. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Why don't we close our eyes? If I can just ask um, just to play.
play some soaking music. We thank you so much, Papa, that you love us so much. That your love supersedes all of the religious gargan, all the rubbish of religiosity, that your love is pure, your love is kind. Right now, all across this room, if you feel that you, in your hearts, that you value God, that you value the Son, that you value the Holy Spirit, I would like to invite you to stand. If He is not valuable to you, don't stand. And if you're here today and you do not know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior and you would like to know him as your Lord and Savior, I would like to ask you to come forward out of your seats. I would like to pray with you up here. I want you to find it in your hearts to see the value in what I'm talking about because that set me free. So if you do not know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, just come to the front and get prayer. If you, if you know that your relationship is not in the right place and needs to be in the right place, I'd like to ask you to come forward so that we can commit together to having Jesus Christ put that straight. Put that straight. Thank you, Papa. I'd also like to pray for you. I want to pray for, I want to ask the ministry team to now come up. Or those who have been asked to help us with the ministry team, just come up. Yep, come. I want to pray for families. I want to pray. I want us to come up and get prayer for 2018. Prophetic words, words of knowledge. I want you to come with your family. Come and get blessed. 2018 is your year. So as the ministry's coming, uh, ministry team's coming up, I'd like to invite you now, everyone here who needs prayer for 2018, come. Come and get a blessing. Don't be shy. Come on. It's whānau, whānau time. Come and get a blessing. Just line up here, that's right. Married couples, families, just come. We want to pray a blessing on you. We want to prophesy over you. Thank you, Papa God.